What is the latest on cornerback Kelvin Joseph? And it's a mock draft Monday here on the Lockdown Cowboys podcast. Who do the Cowboys pick at number 24? All that and so much more in this episode of the show. You are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more odds, props, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. I am Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. He is Landon McCool. Uh, feel free to check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, what's going on, sir? Not much. Uh, I'm excited to hear exactly what the uh, mock draft gods have for us today. Uh, it's always uh, an interesting uh, roll of the dice on Monday morning. So uh, it'll be at least an interesting topic of conversation, I hope. Unless, of course, it's another Zion Johnson, Kenyon Green. It's not. Uh, it's not. Uh, so that's going to. Okay. It's going to be something different that we haven't talked about right. yet, which is good. It's a, a different scenario. So uh, we'll get to that in just a little bit. But we should talk about the Kelvin Joseph situation. So you and I recorded uh, a live mock draft on Thursday night. Um, heard some whispers about some stuff that may be going on with Kelvin Joseph. Uh, decided to just kind of let things play out and see what's going on. So, uh, can you give our listeners an update of where we stand with Kelvin Joseph right now? Yeah, well, I mean, here the unfortunate, terrible news up front uh, that there was a young man named Cameron Ray who was uh, murdered on March 18th. He was 20 years old. Um, the reason that we're discussing it is because earlier in the evening, there is videotape of the, the, the deceased uh, having an argument, having a conversation with a group of folks. Uh, one of those folks uh, happens to be Kelvin Joseph. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit later on in the evening, uh, it appears that he was unfortunately gunned down um, by someone who was in a car. Uh, and and I think that's what we know about the facts about what happened. We know that there were two people that were arrested uh, in that Kelvin was at one point a person of interest or, or at least a person that they wanted to discuss. Uh, the police wanted to discuss things with. He, he gave an interview with mm-hmm. the uh, Dallas Police Department. After that point, they did arrest two gentlemen um, and uh, have made a comment uh, that it sounds like Kelvin is not going to be arrested at this time. That does not mean that Kelvin Joseph is in the clear or no, that no. Uh, this is done or any or that he's not going to get suspended or any of that. Uh, but as it stands right now, um, he is not a suspect. He has not been arrested. Um, he has already had his interview with the Dallas Police Department and uh, been found not quite uh, a, a person, a suspect of this of this situation. So we're just kind of waiting and seeing where it goes from here. I'm sure this isn't the last we've heard of this yet. Um, but as it stands right now, I don't know that he's going to be arrested immediately. Uh, obviously, that that could change at any time. I, I'm certainly not somebody that knows law very well, but I believe <laughs> I was reading that the Texas law says that everybody in the vehicle could be charged if they wanted to pursue that. Um, I, just a pure speculative guess is that with Calvin Joseph coming in to talk to police, yeah. I'm guessing giving out information might have cleared him that way. But again, it's just a total guess. But uh, we should also mention that 
I believe this happened was it March 18th as when this yeah. incident happened. March 18th. And the police had no leads. So they just posted a picture online um, asking for the public to help. Pretty quickly, people figured out it was Calvin Joseph, and that led to things speeding up a little bit. But that's all happened over the last three days. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's very, it's still a very fluid situation, to say the least. Yeah, I, I honestly would, uh, I mean, again, pure speculation, so please don't take any of this as you know legal fact. But I, I would say that the timing of that, uh, the, the fact that the Cowboys have come out and uh, – said that they encouraged Kelvin Joseph to go speak to the police, that he spoke to the police. And then after that, they made the arrest and then it came out and basically say that mm-hmm. he is not imminently going to be arrested. I tend to agree that that to me reads like he came in and provided some pertinent information to the police department and they were able to make those arrests because of his information. So right. if that's because- the case, I wouldn't, I wouldn't at all be surprised that he didn't end up getting charged for this. Uh, seems I mean, it just seems like he came in, told the police who was in the car, who maybe was was armed. And that's why we got arrests. Was it hours after he did that interview? Right. It's crazy how I mean, look, we, you just mentioned it, right? We recorded Thursday night. Uh, you know, and this happened. The, this fully came out in the public Friday morning mm-hmm. by Saturday afternoon. The, you know arrest. the the arrests were made. He had already given his interview, mm-hmm. and 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 basically that had all had been decided. So clearly, it looks like he was the one who gave pertinent information that led to the arrest of those two gentlemen. Uh, again, still a very fluid situation. We're going to see what happens. But we there's Cowboys implications here, right? There's things sure. that we need to talk about with how the Cowboys are going to handle this. It seems like right now they are backing Kelvin Joseph, right? They they are they told him to go to the police, as you mentioned. Um, they obviously didn't cut him or anything like that. So, but I, I don't know if that means that <laughs> things are done with this situation. So I want to talk about how the Cowboys might, uh, handle this in the draft. But before we do that, we should tell you guys about bet online. Bet online is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest, latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of major league baseball season. Bet online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, including playoffs, live betting, esports, and so much more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, let's let's rewind to when the Cowboys drafted Calvin Joseph because coming out of Kentucky and LSU, there were some. I don't. How do we want to say this? Off the field stuff. Right, basically, LSU kicked him out, and Kentucky told him, "Go ahead and declare for the draft." I, I, I don't want to say I'm surprised by this or anything, but like, if you're the Cowboys, this is the kind of stuff that you worry about when you take a chance on a player like Calvin Joseph, right? Yeah, but I, I mean, we didn't get anything that indicated this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, most right. Of, that, uh, that's why uh, it's so tricky, right? Because yeah, exactly. To me, it reads more like a, like a maturity thing. Like you're not putting yourself around maybe the best yeah. crowd, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look. I mean, the people that are from Dallas, uh, you know, they know that part of Greenville, and 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 you know, there's lots of bad stuff. Lots of people. Lots of yeah. young twenty somethings getting in each other's face and getting in fights after bars. I mean, it's just you know part of what of, of bar culture. You know, sure. a lot of a lot of ways. So. 
I think, you know, kind of going back to what we talked about, his pre-draft stuff, I mean, mostly what we heard about him was involving issues with the coaches, issues with playing time, you know, issues, football issues, not so much issues like, you know, that this was a guy, a bad guy off the field. It's something more like, again, like maturity stuff, like not going up for meetings on time yeah, rather than legal stuff. Right. Yeah. Or yeah. Anything like this. Or violence. Or, or violence. Or, yeah, yeah. Like it wasn't like there we had like a domestic uh, abuse allegation or an assault or anything like that. Yeah. You know, this was it was all basically yeah maturity issues dealing with coaches personality issues but certainly nothing like this. So I think there's been a lot of kind of hand wringing on Twitter with this guy like oh this is what you get for getting character guys. I don't know that this is qualifies as that so much. I mean, this is a terribly unfortunate situation oh, yeah. and definitely yeah. he's in the wrong. If he was associating with these types of folks, there's, there's no way around that, but I don't think that this was something that uh, was telegraphed by his pre-draft process necessarily. I think if anything, if you wanted to say like, Oh, he stormed out of a meeting. Uh, he got, he got into an argument about playing time. Sure. Like those seem like the kind of things based on what we heard from him pre-draft. This is this was not necessarily as predictable. All right. So going into the 2022 draft, does this change your thought process at all? How you view your corners? Because you still have Trevon Diggs, you still have Anthony Brown, you have Jordan Lewis, you have Nation Wright. Does this make you wanna maybe grab a cornerback earlier on day three than you anticipated or anything like that? I don't think so. I mean, you know, I look, we're, we're again speculating. The way the winds are blowing on this make me think that he's might get a small suspension, maybe. But I, I, I think he I could be subject to the the conduct policy or the personal maybe conduct, right? personal conduct policy could apply here, um, but it also may not. And I think even the worst case scenario, I mean, we're talking like if he doesn't get charged or anything. Uh, I mean, who knows with, with the commissioner, but they're not, he's not involved in that kind of thing anymore. So, I mean, the, we're talking maybe like what, two or three games, maybe at the sure. most, let's say, let's say it, it's the most a four game suspension, right? If he, if he gets, I would say that's if, you know, if he gets charged or anything, I, I honestly don't know that he's going to get anything. If, if, if things stay the way they are now, I'm not sure that he'll get anything. And, and beyond that, let's, let's just, let's just put all that to the side. Okay. Even if you removed Kelvin Joseph from the equation, you already spent another top 100 pick on cornerback last year. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not sure that I would, I don't want to say overreact, but over course correct here on this last bit of information. You've done all your work throughout the offseason. Look, I mean, obviously you did some work on some corners as well. So uh, I, I think that they, you know, may be likely to take a corner in this draft. I don't know that they are. Uh, or I don't know that they should. They're not necessarily you know, prioritizing suddenly, it, right? Yeah, re, re, reshuffle the priorities of, of the draft stack based on, on this situation as a stand. Now, maybe if you get into day three and we're talking fourth and fifth round and it's a cornerback versus a running back. Maybe, yeah. Maybe you'll break a tie for a corner just to have some extra depth. But I, I, I saw some people and just being so reactionary, like, okay, do the Cowboys need to trade up for – Derek Stingley now. It's like, no, because remember, they they really didn't have Kelvin Joseph at all last year, and they were they yep. were okay, right? Like, obviously, yeah. you want Kelvin Joseph to pan out and be your outside cornerback of the future, but they're not <laughs> they're not in such desperate need for a corner that they have to do something drastic like that, you know. Joseph wasn't one of their top three corners until really the end of the season last year. 
Uh, and then even without him, the other rookie corner that you drafted that you like, yeah. he didn't play, he didn't, he wasn't one of those groups either. So you have decent cornerback depth. Yeah. I mean, that's the one position on this team that you kind of feel pretty decent with, even without Kelvin Joseph, but sure. certainly with Kelvin Joseph. Certainly so, with him. Yeah. 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 I think you can find, I think you can figure it out, you know, uh, uh with what you've got maybe a late round pick if you need to, but I certainly am not reordering my draft needs no. at this point because of what's going on. I will say there are quite a few day three corners that hit yeah. everything that Dan Quinn wants. And certainly Will McClay like wants that. If you want guys with long arms with like sec production, there's guys there. Martin Emerson from Mississippi state. Uh, if you want Kalen Barnes from Baylor, another long arm corner, like there's options there. I just, I just don't see the Cowboys being super aggressive at corner. I, I think I think they're okay. Uh, was, was there any other news from the Cowboys that we missed over the weekend, or was that basically it? I think that's that it, was right? that was basically it. Yeah, I mean, I, I tend to think that you know the Cowboys just based on what we're saying here. I mean, again, don't know, but it seems like the Cowboys may have dodged a bullet here. I mean, I think Joseph going in and kind of giving the information to the police when he did may have kind of saved himself with some of the legal trouble and yeah. maybe suspension stuff. Obviously this is something to keep an eye on because, you know, this is kind of, this kind of level of immaturity is something that, you know, he needs to get over and it's not going to just go away because he got in a little bit of trouble here. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I, again, we'll update you guys. If we have any new information, uh, the Cowboys put out sta- a statement on I believe is that Friday. No, sorry. Yeah. Friday afternoon. Uh, Friday or Saturday. Yeah. 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 Um, so it says it's been pretty quiet. Uh, we'll see uh, if anything happens. I want to get to the mock draft because it's really, really interesting, Landon. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Built Bar. This time of year, almost everybody has given up on their New Year's resolutions, but not us. We are sticking to ours to eat better thanks to Built Bar. Um, and it's because it's really not all that hard. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, with most Built Bars only containing 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, but 17 grams of protein. Compare that to your average candy bar. It's not really even a contest. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right. Latest mock draft. This one from Lockdown NFL Draft. This is Ryan's mock draft. Uh, it, Cardinal fan. Uh, it gives himself, uh, it gives the Cardinals at pick 23, Devontae Wyatt, which is fine. Pick 24. With Kenyon Green still on the board, with Traylon Burke still on the board, he gives the Cowboys Lewisine, the safety from Georgia. I, I think that's probably a little bit of a stretch. However, the Cowboys were actually looking for safeties last year, Landon. They they really liked Trevon Merrig. That's who they were going to select if he fell to them. The Raiders traded up one spot ahead of them, took Merrig. Cowboys were forced to take Calvin jo- uh, Joseph uh, with that pick. Do you see any scenario in which the Cowboys could draft a safety high this year, or do you think they're just kind of out on that position? I don't know if they're out on that position, but again, it it feels like safety is another position where you are blessed with depth. You know, I, I think at least for right now, I mean, listen, the reason you could easily draft a safety is because you you don't really have any long-term solutions. So you do have some kind of short-term situations. Yes. Um, so th- I think that it could, if you really liked the guy, then yeah, absolutely take a safety. I, I, I would, I would say that they probably aren't targeting a you know safety as a position that they want to hit, 
But if the right one fell to them, I, I think, yeah, they would be interested simply because, like I said, they have numbers as it stands right now. I think they have three solid safeties yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, but, the but you know, I think maybe one of them is signed. I think Curse is so, the only one who signed past this year, right? So well, Don, Donovan Wilson is on the Does the final Wilson have year more his, than one year left? No, he's on the final year of his rookie contract. Okay, yeah. They okay. signed Malik Hooker to a two-year deal. Oh, it's a two-year deal. Okay. But it's so, really more of a one-year deal that the Cowboys can get out of. And we know that he has – um, a lot of you know, big injury history. Yeah. And then you have J run curse who is 29 years old, uh, played really well last year, but his position is almost more linebacker than it is. Yeah. safety. We just call him safety on the depth chart. So is that a position yeah. that the Cowboys could say, you know what? Hey, if we, if we grade this guy as a first round player, why not? Yeah. And, and again, like, I think the other thing we should, you know, talk about is that safety is such a broad term nowadays, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. you just mentioned it. Curse is being still called a safety despite playing mostly linebackers. So I, I think it's possible that you look at, um, you know, one of the kind of true free safety types, maybe a little bit earlier on the draft or potentially draft someone uh, as a curse replacement, maybe a little bit down, uh, further down of the draft. They were looking at a guy named uh, Marquise Bell, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kind of is that type of guy, right? He's mm-hmm. a, a bigger guy. A lot of teams are going to look at him as a will linebacker as opposed to a, a safety. I think that's you know kind of what Curse is dealing with right now, right? Kind of an in-between that's being used appropriate. Uh, so I think that there's possibility that they look for a uh, a replacement. I, I again we, we keep forgetting about Israel Makamu, who's a guy that I think we liked last year. Mm-hmm. So he, we'll see how he developed uh, over the year. But I think. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they if there's a guy that they like that fell to them that they pulled the trigger. You know, uh, sign at 24 is a little bit rich. I mean, I, it, it I, is I don't mind the player at 24, but I, I think for the Cowboys, it's a little bit rich. I agree. I think it's it's high for the Cowboys, but I will say I love Lewisine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, if anybody's not convinced about what kind of player Lewisine is, go watch him in the championship game against Alabama. And I'm not joking. You'll find nine or ten plays where it's like, holy cow, between coming up and filling in the run game, uh, sniffing out a screen and making a tackle for a loss. Uh, there's a play where he's covering, uh, I think it's I think it's Jameson Williams uh, down the sideline early in that game and has a pass deflection. Plus, he is an elite athlete. He ran a 4-3-7 at the NFL Combine. So if you want somebody that can hit and can run and can cover a little bit, it's a really good player. I I think if the Cowboys traded down, let's say they traded down to 31 or 32, and they got wiped out a little bit. The guards are gone. There's not a receiver they love. That's when I think Lewisine starts to become a more realistic option. But just standing in at 24, I just don't see it. You know, it's it's one of those weird things, right, where there's a couple other decent safeties this year. Uh, he played on a team that is obviously historically talented um, with, with defensive players. I think if 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 he had come out almost any other year, he wouldn't have flown as much under the radar oh, gosh, as it no. seems he's flying. Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of crazy. Like if you look at the production, the the tape, the 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 numbers, the the athletic traits, uh, this is not a guy who should be kind of like you know a forgotten afterthought in this draft. And that's kind of where he is, right? In this like nether world of the lo- back half of the first round with a bunch of other players who don't just get regularly discussed by a lot of people as being picks for certain well, teams. Let me give you an example. Like 2020, Xavier McKinney was picked 36 and Kyle Duggar picked 37. 
he's just light years better than both of those guys. And he yeah. might be drafted in the same exact range, but because of where the talent and the depth is in this class, he, he could fall to the top of the second round. And I think that's going to be a steal for somebody. It's a very weird spot he's in. He's he's just for as a guy who, who's gone through the process and done extremely well, it's been very quiet for for that. You know, there's not a lot of hype, which is interesting. Do you like him better than Merig last year from uh, TCU or Javon Holland from Oregon? I liked him more than Holland. I mean, obviously, I missed on Holland. I I, I didn't see it as much with him. Um, Merig, I think he. Yeah, I mean, I think he's. I love Merig. He's a much better yeah. player. He's he's a, much, he's a much better much better physical specimen. I mean, oh, just yeah. at the very. I mean, I think he plays better. I think he, his game yep. is better, and he's a better athlete. So yeah, I, I think he's significantly better than that. Yeah, I, I don't see this as being a pick for the Cowboys at at twenty four, but maybe in a trade down, maybe in a trade up in the second round. But should the Cowboys draft him, how does he fit in? Because to be honest, I think he fits in really well. If you Perfect. just want one of those second level defenders who. Is going to come down and hit and run sideline to sideline. Like he could be your weak side linebacker if you needed to. Like he, he'll play with that kind of aggressiveness and tenacity. I, can you tell that I just really like him? Yeah, clearly. And, and again, <laughs> I, think, I think you're not wrong. He's a guy who's being slept on in a way that, that is very odd because of a lot of circumstance, like I mentioned. So uh, would, would I be upset if the Cowboys took him? Absolutely not. It, it may not be, you know, the most obvious mixture of fit and, and value, but 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 value alone, I think it, taking a guy, a player like that at twenty four makes a ton of sense. Just remember, just because the Cowboys haven't drafted a safety high the last couple of years, doesn't mean they're completely out on them. They really like Jonathan Abram in the twenty nineteen draft, and I'm pretty convinced if they would have kept their pick instead of trading it for Amari, that would have been a guy that they were targeting. They liked Xavier McKinney a lot in the twenty twenty draft. Um, but he just didn't fall to them in the second round. He got picked, I believe, at pick 34, whatever we mentioned. They were set to draft Trevon Merrick last year. So the, the right guy just hasn't fallen to, to them yet. And I don't think Lewis Seen will either because I think you'd have to fall pretty far for the Cowboys to consider him. But he is he's quite a quite a good prospect. Uh, can you see Traylon Burks falling out of the first round like he did in this mock? Ooh, maybe. You know, I, I mean, I guess – you know, th- there's going to be teams that ha- are really leaning heavily on some of the athletic metrics and, and mm-hmm. measurements, and I and I think you know there's no way around it. Like he had a disappointing combine and testing season, um, but I mean, again, you watch the tape, uh, and 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 if you want to go th- that route, I mean, they have metrics on on you know the the GPS speeds, and he had one of the top GPS speeds last year uh, uh, on one of his uh, long long touchdown runs, so. I could see it, I guess, just if like, you know, people are really eyeballing those kind of athletic testing metrics and they just said, well, that doesn't quite match up with what we see on tape and that scares us. Maybe he falls out. I just think there's a lot of glut in that bottom of the first round, top of the second round. So I think at a certain point, yep. you know, their guys, teams are just going to pick their guys. So maybe that causes him to fall a little bit. I could see a scenario that that happens, but I I don't think it's likely. I could see it, though, because I I look at somebody like A.J. Brown, who played in the slot in college, who ran a very similar 40 time, 4.49 at 226 pounds. A.J. Brown was far more productive in college, back-to-back 1,200-yard seasons at Ole Miss, and he fell to pick 52. Like, it happens. Like, it's – the wide receiver market is strange, man. It's just – 
some teams are going to really value the speed. I, I would not be shocked at all if Christian Watson, who is a far, I mean, just just a lesser player, goes ahead of him because teams are going to see six foot four and four three speed. Burks is a much better player, but could easily fall to late twenties, early thirties. Wouldn't surprise me at all. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you're checking out the uh, Ultimate Mock Draft. Uh, it's on our feed. It's on the Ultimate Mock Draft feed. You can go subscribe to that right now. I think you guys are going to be happy with the Cowboys pick. That's going to come out in a couple of days. But make sure you listen to all the picks before that. Uh, you can check us out on YouTube. You can follow the show on Twitter at Cowboys. You can follow Lynn at McCoolBCB. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys next time.